It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast on a Wednesday afternoon, December the 2nd. It's a little chilly outside. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Ricky Fires and Paul Boyd here today. We're going to have a couple of guests come on with us today. Batting leadoff is going to be Jeremy Muck from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette down in Little Rock. And then after Jeremy, we're going to bring in Nico West, the wrestling coach at Springdale Harbor, to talk a little high school wrestling. Not, not steel cage match, not that. We're talking about real wrestling. 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 Not wrestling. So this is not, not wrestling. A, a Memphis uh, wrestling from parts unknown that, and all that? Doesn't no. have anything to do with the turnbuckle, oh, okay. nothing okay. like that. Nothing right. like that. Dang, I kind of like that better, though. But anyway, <laughs> no. um, but first up, we're going to have Jeremy Muck. And Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. Hey, appreciate you guys having me on. I feel like Ricky Henderson right now leading off. There you go. So are you going to be the greatest of all time like he said he was <laughs> after he stole the uh, eight? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not Ricky, man. Ricky, Ricky being Ricky. I can't be Jeremy being Jeremy. That's so right. That's right. So, Jeremy, you got a couple of big games down in Little Rock on this uh, Saturday, coming Saturday. We, we're finally to state championship week. Yep. Didn't know if we would get there, but we have made it. So, barring something unforeseen in the next day or two, we're going to have two state champions crowned in the state we're hoping to have six eventually but we're going to have two of them hopefully crowned on saturday starting in class 7a jeremy is it any surprise two-time defending state champion bryant against north little rock no surprise there correct i can't i wouldn't think it's any surprise i mean these are the two schools at the third year that i thought were probably going to be meeting again in little rock and it's for the third year in a row that brian and north little rock are meeting one more stadium but you know there was a there was a chance i mean you know benville had an opportunity this year. I thought Cabot, you know, Cabot was coming along pretty nicely, and Conway had a pretty good year. But I think at the end of the day, and his last weekend, I mean, it just showed that Brian and North Little Rock, you know, they know how to play. They know how to win games this late in the year, and uh, that's why they're back in Little Rock this weekend. It's interesting, Jeremy, how the tide has turned in Class 7A football for so long. It was a 7A West that dominated. Um, you had Bentonville under Barry Lunny that's had such tremendous success. Fayetteville under Darrell Patton, tremendous success. Southside down there with Jeff Williams had great success. Springdale before the, high, the, before the split, you had Springdale dominating. Then after the split, you had Springdale Harbor. Boy, the tide has turned, and the 7A Central is ruling this state now. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of that has to do with coaching. I mean, you mentioned those great coaches. They were Barry Lunny and Daryl Patton and Jeff Boyers. But the 7A Central right now, you look at the coaches that are in that conference. you got Buck James at Bryant. They are Eldridge and North Little Rock. Scott Reed at Cabot. Uh, Keith Simple, uh, who you guys know very well up yes. there in Northwest Arkansas. He's at Conway. Kent Laster at Little Rock Central coming coming up in Texas. I mean, you've got so many great coaches. John Fogelman, the Little Rock Catholic, the uh, – Led Melbourne to a state championship yes. game up here a couple of years ago. I mean, there's several. There's a lot of great coaches in that 7A Central, and and also not just not just coaches, but I think the facilities down here too. I think they, some yeah. of the schools have realized, look, you know, if you want to compete in 7A football, you got to improve the facilities as well. And some of these schools have done that, and also too, I think in anything with high school athletics, it, it, it comes down to you know a cycle of athletes, and I think every now and then you get a good cycle of kids and. Look at Bryant. I mean, the, the cycle of kids, the, the group of kids they have right now. I mean, they've always had good athletes there, but they weren't necessarily like the great football players. They're great bat, baseball players or what have you, but these are football players right now. And I think sometimes it has to do with the cycle of players. Hey, Joe, what do you consider a dynasty? If Bryant wins for the third year in a row, is that a dynasty? I, I would say so, Rick. I mean, you win, if you were to win three state championships in a row, especially in Class 7A with the competition you got to go up against in that classification, I would say, yeah. And, uh, you know, dynasty is always a big word that's thrown around. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, sometimes the word dynasty gets overused, but I think if you were, if you win three state championships in a row, I think you are, a, you are a dynasty. Especially and 7A. Think, yeah, especially in 7A. 7A. Yeah. 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 yeah, no doubt. It's, and, you know, you look at you look at dynasties across the state. I think you can look at Greenwood, that's a dynasty. Uh, Plasky Academy, that's a dynasty. But I don't think there's too many schools in the state you could say dynasty right now. Bryant, they're getting very close to that. But if they win on Saturday, yeah, they're definitely a dynasty. Not since 2005 have we seen a team dominate this state. Yep. And we're talking the Springdale 
team of 2005 that um, you know featured multiple Division One recruits. The National Gatorade Player of the Year in Mitch Mustaine, um, one of the best wide receivers in the country in Damian Williams, uh, one of the best tight ends in the country in Ben Cleveland. They had terrific defense. Uh, you know that team had it all. Bryant, I think you can speak in those same terms about this Bryant team. The only team that has come close to them is Trinity Christian Addison uh, that came close to, you know, to beating them. That's the only team that's been close to them. Um, no team in this state has been anywhere close to them. Um, yeah. I think uh, uh, Springer, I still got them number one. as the number one that year, 2005 team, maybe the best of all time in Arkansas. But they weren't a dynasty because the, the Central beat them that previous year. That's right. And, and then they split, and then they've, you know, steadily Rick, gone down. Not only did they beat them, they laid the wood on them that night. That, they, that, at, yeah, at Quigley Central State. Yes, they did. Whipped them like yes, a dog. Did. Yes, they did. And that fueled them, um, you know, uh, through the offseason. And then Springdale came right out of the gate and just had one of the best. But, man, I'm really intrigued by this uh, – uh, by this Bryant team, especially uh, led by uh, Ledbetter, who's going to play baseball up yep. here. Probably won't even play college football. Exactly. They're, they're, uh, I, I have only seen them play the one time and was highly impressed with them. And, and uh, they what they did to Fayetteville last year bordered on uh, uh, abuse. Uh. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, did, 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 I watched that same game when they beat uh, Fayetteville last year, and they were so – you talk about coaching, and the, the thing that sticks out in my mind is that the center – went all the way around right in and just plowed to uh, uh, maybe a cornerback and a defensive end or something. And that, that, that showed me how good they are um, in all phases of the game. Yes. Yeah, the weight room. The weight room is the – ever since Buck James came to Bryant in 2016, the weight room has been such a big part of Bryant's success. I mean, Buck James and his staff preached the weight room. I mean, the weight room has been such a big thing for that school. I mean – the offensive line, they're big, strong kids, especially in seven-day football. You've got to be big and strong to play in that conference. Yes. But they've shown that. And, you know, a point I want to make about the uh, the Springdale team, I mean, yes, I would say Springdale team is probably the best team we've seen in the state. Uh, I, would, I would say in my mind it would be, at least in my lifetime anyway, um, which is obviously not as, you know, I don't want to date you guys or anything, but for me, it, it is. Um, but... How, you know, how old are you, Jeremy? How old are you? I'm in my I'm in my late 30s. I'm closer to 40 than 30. How about that? So Rick is <laughs> Rick is at least twice as old as you are. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. maybe three <laughs> times. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I tell you what, like you know, we mentioned the Springdale team with all those Division One athletes. Brian, they don't have a Division One football player on that team. No, they I do mean, not. It's amazing to think about. Like mm-hmm. Austin Ledbetter, you guys mentioned, he's going to Arkansas to play baseball. Yep, and. He's a really good running back, said Brian. And you got Hayden Schrader who's putting up big numbers every week. That kid does not have a Division One offer, which is amazing to me to think about that. I mean, and that's, that's to me, that's what's amazing about this Brian team is how good they've been, you know, on and off the field. But, you know, there's just a bunch of kids that just play well in, in the program. I mean, they just bought into what Buck James has done. And mm-hmm. it just goes to show sometimes that, hey, you know, you may not, you may not have like the big D one offers or whatnot, but you can still go out there and play. Exactly. Now, Jeremy, we know that North Little Rock is not going to just mail in the trophy to Bryant. That North Little no. Rock is going to show up Saturday, and they're going to show up ready to play. And what a great job J.R. Eldridge, one of our own Fayetteville guys from yep. up here, one of our own, has done. He made that move from Arkadelphia to North Little Rock seem so seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a great job he's done there in his first year. Yeah, and Jr. has been one of the best coaches in this state for the last for the last decade or exactly. so. And you know he's done he did a great job at Arkadelphia. He's done a great job in North Little Rock, considering the fact that we're in a pandemic. I mean, he couldn't even he was high. he started I believe on April first, and he couldn't even see the kids in North Little Rock in person. So he didn't see her. Yeah. So you you add that factor in. I mean. That's, that's what's amazing to me about this job that he's done. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got North Little Rock back in the state championship game in his first year there. But to do it in a pandemic year where you didn't see your kids for the first time until June, I mean, that's what's amazing to me about it. But I think that you mentioned North Little Rock not mailing it in. I, I look at Eldridge right now. You look back at Eldridge's uh, first state championship at Arkadelphia in 2017 and 2018. Yep. Arkadelphia was the underdog. In exactly. They had five losses they, one of those years. They did. And, you know, the year before in 2017, I mean, 
they faced the Warren team with Traylon Burks, who's now at Arkansas. Burks was the big, big time player in that game. I mean, going into that game and thinking, man, what, what's Burks going to do? How's Arkadelphia going to stop Burks? But in Burks got his yards, he got his numbers, but Arkadelphia was able to win that game. And then the next year, you know, Romney, Arkadelphia started off 0-5 and yep. won their final 10 games to win the state championship. And they beat the Robinson team. Yes. They beat the Robinson. They shut out the Robinson team. Guys. Yes. So they beat Robinson 28 to nothing. So Eldridge right now, he's going to draw on those experiences this week. And I think, you know, I don't think this game is going to be at the lopsided of some things. I think no. this could be a really close game this week. I do too. I do too, Jeremy. I, I, like I said, I, I, the North Little Rock's going to show up ready to play at noon Saturday. You can count on that. And I'm, I, I know Bryant is the prohibitive favorite, and they deserve to be the prohibitive Absolutely. favorite. But I'm just sure. telling you, North Little Rock, they're going to show up and they're going to play and they're going to yep. punch you in the mouth because they're going to take on the persona of their coach because that's what all teams do. J.R. Eldridge, I think an offensive lineman at Fayetteville, Rick, if I'm not mistaken, you know he's going to punch you in the mouth every time. That's what he is accustomed to, and that's what he is, and that's what his team will do. Hey, we talk about these great coaches. I remember for years, uh, North Little Rocks, I, oh, my goodness, look at all the athletes on that field. And, and they never would, uh, you know, get to the finals or the semifinals. Well, how but, many times did, did Bentonville yeah. beat them? With Bentonville yeah. probably outmanned really talent-wise. 47 times, according yeah. to me, after I've had a couple <laughs> beers. <laughs> no, they did, though. But they kept getting close and getting close. close. And uh, You know, all it takes to get over that hump is to win one of those games yep. and your confidence level soars, and that's what, you know, North Little Rock. So they've had two good runs. The 7A Central has has dominated this state for yep. the last three, four years. Yep. And, uh, and so props to them. Now, that's the 7A Central. Let's go to 6A, where you talk about dominance. The 6A West also has two teams in the championship game Saturday night at 640. Greenwood, that's a big shocker there. Greenwood, back in the state championship game, under another first-year coach in Chris Young, going to take on Lake Hamilton. And maybe a little bit of a surprise to see a Lake Hamilton in there and not a Searcy and not a, you know, whatever. But, but Jeremy, what do you think about that 6A game? Ooh, I tell you, Greenwood-Lake Hamilton, that's a rematch of that great game in the uh... – Regular season finale, November 6th. Exactly. I mean, you know, those are two Greenwood, Lake Hamilton, two different styles in a way. I mean, Greenwood, yep. you know, they're a little balanced. They like to throw the ball. They like to run the ball. But Lake Hamilton, you know they're going to run the ball. And I think that's a – I think this is a very intriguing game to me. I mean, I really – I've really been impressed with what Lake Hamilton's done this year. I mean, Lake Hamilton with Tommy Gillerin, you know, Lake Hamilton alum coming back home to coach the Wolves, and I think that's a great story in itself, but yes. I've been really impressed with the running backs there at Lake Hamilton, uh, Owen Miller and uh, Kevin Woodley. I mean, they have over 1,700 yards deep, and, you know, they've been able to run over all most of 6A uh, this year, and, uh, you know, that's a game that you looked at that four a couple weeks ago, 38-28 Greenwood. Yeah. It was a close game. Oh, it was. I mean, all, well, you know, Jeremy, uh, yeah, Lake Hamilton was driving for what could have been the knockout punch you know, in that game. Yep. They had a lead and was driving for what could have been the knockout blow and fumbled. And, uh, of course, I know good teams make plays like that. They mm-hmm. make things happen, and Greenwood certainly, you know, falls into that category. And Greenwood was able to force a turnover, scored, got an offside kick, scored again, and, and, and they end up winning the game, which, you know, no surprise there. But Lake Hamilton um, – Proved that night that they belong on the field with Greenwood. This, you're right, Jeremy. This is going to be this. This is going to be a great game. Yeah, and uh, you know I've been really impressed with what Greenwood's done this year too. I mean, Greenwood, you know, didn't go to state championship game last year, lost in the semifinals to Thursday. Well, finally, finally, they got rid of that coach who couldn't win. You know, finally brought in a guy who could win. (laughs) Man, tough tough crowd here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, I mean, you talk about Rick Jones. I mean, check this out on Saturday, right? I yes. mean, Rick Jones up in Columbia, Missouri. Yes. And he's facing the Arkansas Razorbacks early Saturday morning. And then Saturday night, Greenwood can be playing for a state championship. Yes. That's amazing. That's another thing to me right there. Yes, but, it is. You know, I've really, I've really liked the job that Chris Jones done this year. I mean, yeah. Chris, he's earned his chance to coach that team. I mean, he's been around, he's been around Greenwood. He was there at Greenwood, I believe, before Rick Jones. He so, was, he, but, but, but but before he ever started coaching, he was around his dad, Joe Fred Young, who was also a terrific coach. Hey, and don't yeah. forget and his mama. mother, and that's don't right, forget. who probably is the best coach anyway. That's I mean, right. you know, and hey. we're joking, but that's that's the truth. Hey, hey, Chris is the first one to tell you that that he gets he gets a lot of his competitive fire from his mother, Catherine. She was intense. <laughs> hey, let me ask y'all. Y'all can help me write uh, my column or follow up. Uh, 
Um, if Chris wins this a state championship, did Joe Fred ever win a state championship? That's a good question. I don't. I, I, you know, I need. I need to. Uh, Jeremy, do you know? Um, if not, we my head, but that's something we could look up. Yeah. yeah. If not, we could make one phone call and find out. We could call the the, the guru of the, the I'm sorry, the Sultan of Stats and the guru of Arkansas high school yeah. football, Leland Barclay. Leland, he will know. Okay. Oh, that's Leland, Leland, Leland would know. Yeah. <laughs> He'll know if he did it, what year he did <laughs> it, what the score was of the game he yeah. did it in, and and you know, and all whether that. it was raining or not. Yes. Yeah. He'll know that. Hey, Jeremy, uh, I, I've been joking uh, with uh, Chip and them all year. It says besides uh, Rick Jones leaving, what's changed at uh, Greenwood? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 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 And to show you how much nothing. of a football fan, they took I, – I never even heard of L.D. Richmond, and, and I looked at – he played a little, like, backup slot receiver last year, and here he is. They put him at quarterback. Now he's leading the team. He's got all si- kind of numbers and stats. Well, and, Rick, not only that, but two weeks ago he got knocked out early and in the, the game. And, and, and Hunter – yeah, Hunter, Hunter Houston came in yep. and fired four times. I mean – it's it's like it's Walter Woody. That's the point, maybe one of the best, most accurate leads that, he, that I've read in the story. It's an embarrassment of Richmond, of riches, is what uh, of Richmond's of, of riches, of riches yeah. um, in, in Greenwood because they just p- plug and play. You know that's what they do. I'm plug and play. I that. I'm yeah. gonna steal, I like that. Yeah, they yeah. plug and play. Yep. So six A championship game, Lake Hamilton against Greenwood at six forty on Saturday evening at War Memorial. The 7A state championship game at noon, two-time defending state champion Bryant against North Little Rock at noon at War Memorial. So two championship games coming up this weekend. But there's still a lot of football being played in lower classifications. And, Jeremy, we're going to talk about that moving down to Class 5A. Where can anybody beat Pulaski Academy? Boy, that's the uh, question right there. I mean, not many teams have. Um, You know, this has been a year where Pulaski Academy, we talked about Greenwood, plug and play. Academy, yep. play a quarterback. Yeah. Well, another uh, outstanding, you know, just, uh, Kevin Kelly. You know, what 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 can you say about Kevin Kelly? I mean, my gosh, he's just you know he, he is a, an outstanding coach. Yeah, and plug and play a quarterback. You got Charlie Pizer and Nolan Bruffett, uh rotating a quarterback. They play great at quarterback. But to me, the story about the Bruins this year has been defense. Yeah. I mean, their defense is actually playing, yes, yes. I mean, you know, Buddhist Kawa, linebacker. Thad Johnson in the secondary really like how that defense plays, and as we all know, I mean PA onside kicks, and most of the time, you know, sometimes their defense is going to be in a hole, yes. and they'll have to start a midfield. Yeah, and you know they're put in a bad spot. But I mean, you know, the thing about Flatsy Academy and their defense coaches is, look, that's what that's what Coach Kelly does, and we're gonna. We're going to adjust to it. There's yep. no use in complaining about it. We're going to keep playing. And, Suck it up and play. Uh, that's what they've done. <laughs> Suck it exactly. up and play. <laughs> that's what Todd Wood always says. I mean, yes. Todd Wood, a long time DC there before he uh, went off to Russellville. Now the head coach, he was praying. He's like, look, you know, what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to go do our job. Now, we talked about Kevin Kelly and what a great job he's done at PA, and that is, you know he, he has done a tremendous job. Let's talk about Joel Wells a minute over at Harrison, um, a, a program that was, mm-hmm. uh, was good under Tom Tice, Kind of took a little of a downturn, kind of was a non-factor for a while, for a little yes, while. Yes. And they brought in Joel Wells, I believe, from just across the border over in, in and I'm, I need to pronounce this right, Missouri. Yes. Over in Missouri. Okay. And, and brought him in, and what a tremendous job he's done there at Harrison to make that program back among the elite in 5A. Yeah. I mean, and we can look back a year ago. I mean, we, we all remember last year in the second round, yeah. Lassie Academy went up to Harrison, and which – to me, looking back, that was the de facto state championship. Exactly, game. it was. In yeah. the second round, because PA was the two seed in the yep. Central last year and had to go up there, and they beat Harrison. Yep. And that was a really good Harrison team with Gabe Husky at running yes. back. Yes, yes. You know, and then this year, Harrison, they lock up, they lost a lot of good seniors, but they've been able to, you know, play really well this year. They're in the semifinals once again. I've Really like what uh, Joel Wells has done with that program. Now they get the home game in the semifinals for once. I mean, they're so used to having to make that long trek down to Central Arkansas and playing the semifinals. I mean, you would never fail, guys, where we'd be looking at Harrison and be like, Harrison at Pulaski Academy in the 5A state semifinals. I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, I can't kind of think when the last time Harrison hosted the semifinal game. I mean, it's been a little bit, I believe. So, you know, now they get the home game. They get Little Rock Christian yes. through, you know, Christian, you know, they've been pretty good themselves. I mean, they won a state championship two years ago. And, uh, you know, they got Corey Platt, the uh, all-around player. You know, he plays both sides, both ways for, for the Warriors. I mean, not the school that's won a lot of football games as well. So, 
you know, to me, a little off Chris and Harrison, I mean, I'm going to be following uh, Henry Sweet on Friday yeah. and yep. be watching that live stream and be, you know, plugged into that game while I'm over at Plasty Academy for It'll sure. It'll be a good one. So looking at Class 4A, Jeremy, we saw, uh, I, 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 to me, kind of an upset last week, Stuttgart beating uh, Joe T. Robinson, uh, 23-20. Stuttgart was a team that was 1-9 a year ago, Rick. 1-9. Yeah. This year they're 12-0. They're going to be hosting Ozark. The Harper Falconberries and Ozark will make, yeah. that, make that drive yeah. up to uh, down to Stuttgart. I don't know if they're going to get a little duck hunting in before the game or whatever, but I, I think Ozark's got – they're focused on this game. Hey, I was down there when uh, George Burks, I mean, he was a longtime coach. I'd go there and want to talk football, and you'd have to talk about rabbit hunting down there for about 20 <laughs> minutes before I'd get a football question in. And, but, you know, they've had some athletes down yes, there. Sir. I've always yes, wondered, sir. you know, uh, uh, why they didn't win more. But they had – I mean, I'm not surprised at all. You take a one and nine and, you know, you take your lumps, you get your butt beat and you come back. And uh, I think that's going to be a very, very close game. Well, Jeremy, from what I understand, they're, uh, Stuttgart's better players are all sophomores and juniors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of good players. Uh, Play Klein back at quarterback. Uh, he's a junior. Cedric Hawkins, they're running back. 2,200 yards for Hawkins. Yeah. 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 And pretty impressive what Stuttgart's done this year. I think mean, when I'm looking at coach of the year candidates, for the uh, Democrats, is that all our top press package? I he, mean, Josh Price is in my top three. Yeah, I mean, he, what, he, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. yeah. You know, what Josh has done, what Josh has done this year with us, uh, coming back from that uh, season last year, and to get him to beat, you know, they won a conference championship this year. They're undefeated right now. They're in the quarterfinals in four. I mean, you know, I think it's a pretty impressive story what Josh Price has done with Tucker. Could be a great game down there. Ozark's going to present uh, – Falkenberry presents a different kind of a dude at quarterback. He's a big, strong yep. kid who is going to be more run-focused than he is pass-focused. Uh, he's 1,500 yards rushing, just a little under 1,000 yards passing. So that's that's a dynamic that not a lot of teams can prepare for as a kid who can take it to the house every snap. You know, he's going to handle the ball on every snap. So that'll be a good one. The uh, Another game up in 4A will be uh, Shiloh Christian will be at home against Dumas. Um, Dumas defeated Gosnell 36-30 in a kind of a high-scoring game last week. Shiloh Christian's offense was kind of stifled yep. last week against Malvern. They only had a couple of uh, offensive touchdowns, um, didn't put together a lot of big numbers offensively. Um, I would imagine, and they had some penalties, some costly penalties in that game too. Uh, but you can imagine Shiloh's offense will probably get a lot of lot of attention this week in practice because they are certainly capable. Right now, Shiloh Christian's ranked number one in four A. But you know, Jeremy as well as I do, and Rick, we've talked about this. Four A and three A are filled with um, landmines everywhere. You got to earn it down <laughs> here in this division. <laughs> So yep. you know there are lots of capable teams in three A and four A. It's it's a, it's a survival. It's definitely a survival uh, all the way through. And, and Jeremy, you know we, we get so caught up with Shiloh Christian, all the fancy things they do, and all the high school and everything. But their their defense uh, really came through and it shut, shut out Malvern. You know Malvern's got some athletes. Yeah, so they did. They did a hell of a job yes, uh, last week. They did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Shiloh. You know Shiloh's been number one team now for about two months, I believe. So you know they've done. Uh, They've done it on both sides, so you know, and, uh, you, and they held Malvern you know, scoreless last yes. week, I believe. And yeah, they, they did. A Shut up. Pretty yeah. impressive job at that defense there. Yeah, and then down in three A, we uh, Boonville. Uh, this is going to be a game that Walter Woody's going to go down on Friday and cover this game for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Boonville at Harding Academy. Could be a really good game. Boonville's, you talked about Shiloh's defense. Boonville, what a great job their defense did last week in holding Osceola to seven points and preventing a late score there at the end to win a yeah. very Boonville-like 10-7 yeah. game. Go, go line stand. Yes, the sir. Fourth down at the one. Yes, sir. That's a, no, no surprise if anybody's ever watched Boonville football or followed it at all. You talk about hit you in the mouth on every play. They hit you in the mouth every play. They just find a way to win, too. Yeah, they do. Um, so hey, that's – go ahead, Rick. Hey, Jeremy, you're talking about uh, uh, Coach of the Year, Candy. What about the job down at Paris? Yeah. Uh, uh, taking a team that was 0-10 and then 3-7, and why are they now? 11-1 and headed yeah. to Hoxie. Done a great job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> so, many, so many coaching candidates. I yeah. mean, it's uh, – my job is especially you consider with the pandemic too, what, you know, you've had to do with the pandemic. Yes. I mean, it adds another uh, – layer to the coach of the year yes. candidates this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Jeremy, we're going to let you go now. We're we are you know getting ready. I'm, you know, just the fact that we're going to have state championship games this weekend, yes. next weekend, and the weekend after. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. You know, we didn't know this was going to happen uh, in late July. It was still and and it's been it's been iffy every week. But uh, you know, just so so much uh, props and, and and just congratulations to these teams that you know that have been able to to do this. You know, the team, even the teams that you know that are not playing now, that they were able to have a season. Uh, it's it was a day to day thing, and uh, Jeremy, what I what I'd like to see you do at some point is tally up how many games that were lost this year um, to COVID nineteen. I know you've got a, you've got a track a track of it. Um, how yeah. many games that were not played, um, and, and you know and those were bad. But I tell you what, you know, and I, I didn't even I've had forgotten about this until I read um, the feature story we have on Harper Falkenberry that's going to be in tomorrow's uh, Democrat Gazette that Ozark lost a game that they were supposed to play and called Harrison and ended up getting a game to go to Harrison to play. And that's one of Ozark's, you know, three losses that they have. The other one, another one was to Boonville. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, just for the teams that, are, that were able to shift and adjust on the fly like that to find games, we know yeah. Harbor and Greenwood did that. They just uh, wanted yes. to play. PA, PA got a game they, down in Texas with Tyler Legacy. They, they did everything they could exactly. to get the kids to play. Exactly. And, and they and, did that. And make memories and, and that kind of thing. And that's what it is all about is, is for the kids and the memories that they make and, and uh, just so, you know, just so proud of the way these teams in the state, you know, were able to get this done. Administrators, the Arkansas Activity Association, yep. superintendents, ADs, the fans, the football players, the cheer, everybody just, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, I just can't say enough about it. Yeah. I mean, the coaches, the coaches backed up their words and said all summer, hey, we want to play football. You know, we'll do whatever it takes to play football. So when the opportunity was presented there where, you know, school had to cancel, yes. they could have easily said, oh, we're not going to play Friday night. But you know what? They went out, scheduled a team on a season, sometimes in some cases on a Thursday. They find out on a Thursday afternoon and bam, you know, they uh, get a they get a game scheduled for the next night. So Fantastic. that's off everybody. Yes. I hope that basketball goes at least half as well. Me too. Me too. Well, Jeremy, Top thanks four. for being on with us today. And, and thanks, uh, uh, I know you're looking forward to Saturday. We are too. And uh, we will probably have you back on, if not next week, the week after, to talk about the 4A and I believe is it 4A and 2A that will play the final weekend. Is that correct? It's uh, you know 5A and 2A championships are next weekend, and it's a uh, 4A 3A 4A, on the 19th. Gotcha, gotcha. Good deal. So that was Jeremy Muck uh, with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette down in Little Rock, and uh, he covers the state uh, preps prep football for for uh, for everybody. And uh, so, Jeremy, thanks for being on with us, and uh, we'll have you back for sure. Hey, appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. And we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Nico West, the wrestling coach at Springdale Harbor. Wrestling is underway for schools across the state as we try to move into the holidays and then into 2021. So we're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back with Prep Rally, the podcast. And now, back to the Prep Rally Podcast with Chip Souza. And we are back. And again, we want to thank Jeremy Muck from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette for being with us earlier today to talk about the high school football state championship games and other playoff games this week. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we've got Nico West, the wrestling coach at Springdale Harbor. Coach, how are you doing on this little bit of a damp, cool Wednesday afternoon? Well, it feels great. It's certainly wrestling weather out there. Absolutely. Now, Coach, one thing I want to know, are you still are you still training on your bike for your long bike run that hopefully you're going to get to do this summer? I, I've taken a little bit of break, but training is about ready to start back up uh, here in a couple of weeks. Explain that to me real quick, if you would, Nika, or to our listeners, about that bike ride. It's the, it's, is it the re, like a recreation of sort of the, the Trail of Tears? Is, do you, do you, is it the entire, uh, the, the entire distance? Or, or, or kind of explain that real quickly, if you could. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, we had to. Um, I had to fill out an application and submit it, and go through an interview process. And and this year they selected me. Um, there's um, ten members of the Eastern Band of Cherokee in in North Carolina. There's ten members of the Cherokee Nation out here in Oklahoma. Okay. And we j- just joined forces together. And what it is is a remember the removal bike ride. Right. Um, and so we're traveling on a bike on the northern route of the Trail of Tears from. New Echota, Georgia, all the way to Tahlequah. There you go. How many miles is that, Nico? 
It's nine, a little, a little over 950 miles, um, and it's going to take us three weeks. Wow. Uh, how I, many people uh, did they forcefully remove? How many people died on that? I mean, that's, I can't even imagine something like that. Uh, there, there was there was well over over three thousand that that wow. died on that uh, oh yeah. on the trail of tears. If uh, if our listeners, um, if you have never if you've never driven from this area over to Tahlequah to the uh, Native American Museum over there, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 Nick, if I don't get this correct, it's it's a uh, there's actually a couple of different places over there that you could visit, but one of them is the brand new uh, culture center over there, right in downtown Tahlequah, yes. and. Um, Yes. It, it's very sombering. Um, if, if it's if it's if if Native American uh, culture and, and, and that kind of thing is not something that you're very versed in, um, I would advise you to get versed in it. And the best way to do that is to go over there to that culture center. It's brand new. They took a, a building in downtown Tahlequah, completely renovated it, and it's got just terrific models and um, and it explains the entire process. Um, and it is it, it's, it's quite impressive. Yes, absolutely, and they have a museum over there and, and a replica of, of a Cherokee village yes. um, there in Tahlequah as well. Yeah, just to make that little drive over there. Take us. We what we did is my wife and I took uh, my mother-in-law, and father-in-law over there. We wanted to go see that and and mm-hmm. and everything, and um, and so uh, my father-in-law was more versed in, in Comanche. Uh, uh, you know, history than he was Cherokee history. So this was, but he's always been interested. And so we wanted to take them over there on a Saturday afternoon. So we spent an entire Saturday afternoon and you want to just take your time and you want to read um, all, all the exhibits. And, yep. and, and so that you get the full, you know, the full, uh, uh, I guess, brunt of it or whatever get the experience uh, experience. Yes. Yes. And so anyway, I hate, hated to veer off the mat <laughs> on that, so to speak, Nika, no, but, but, no, but, but I know that you're involved in that and it's uh man, I'm just, I'm, I'm first of all, proud to know that you're a Northwest Arkansas coach and, and being involved in something like that is, uh, it, it's just awesome. You know, and, and just going back a little bit, let, let me add a little something on that. You know, when I was a kid, I worked in an outdoor theater that uh, told the history of the trail of tears. Um, the, the, you know, what led up to it from the treaty being signed and, and the Cherokees being forced from North Carolina to Oklahoma, which there's an outdoor theater in North Carolina portraying all that. And as a kid, I'd always dreamed of doing something to commemorate my ancestors who actually was forced on the Trail of Tears. Yes. Um, and so for this to happen, um, you know, I'm, I'm 43 now. So for this to happen 35 years later, it, it's, it's, it's an awesome experience for me. For me and, and my family, that's fantastic. Nika, Nika, didn't you apply more than once? Isn't this the second or third time you applied? Or this is my third time that okay. I applied. I thought that's what you told okay. me. Okay, so so this is and, uh, this is a very important thing for you. Obviously, I want people to know that. Yes, and, and you know the first couple times I really thought that it was because I didn't live in North Carolina, live in my hometown there, that might have um, stopped them from from accepting me. Um, on this trip, and, and they finally did this year. Um, and so, since I'm not able to go over to North Carolina weekly to to because it's not only just a bike ride, we've gone. I've gone gone through educational classes, yes. uh, yeah. st- learning the Cherokee language. Um, wow! And so, since I can't go back to North Carolina and do that, I go to Tahlequah and I train with with the Cherokee Nation. Okay, folks okay. That, that are doing the same ride. Okay. Okay, I tell you what, Nick. The day we were over there too, we went to that. We went to that Cherokee village, and it was very interesting. Interesting um, to see that, and and uh, how, it, it, how it replicated what a Cher- what a Cherokee village would have looked like in eighteen thirty or or you know whenever seventeen whatever the years were. Yes, I think it was late late seventeen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Paul, let's jump in wrestling well, here. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about wrestling we, here. Yeah, on the mat. Then we're going to get on the mat a little yeah. bit here. Uh, Nika, I, I know that that you know this time is is good. It all the uh, everybody is is anxious to get on the mat and and, and compete. So, but with with the virus and with the pandemic, has everybody's we, we've got a more, lot more guidelines and things. So, can you kind of tell us a little bit of of how uh, wrestling is going to be different this season? Um. Well, you know, for for one, obviously the the mask. Everybody has 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 to wear the mask. Um, also, we've limited our capacity. We we held a JV and a girls wrestling tournament um, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and 
we're the first in the state to host a tournament under the new guidelines, and, and we took extra precautionaries, uh, such as having all the athletes sit on one side of the arena while fans sat on the other side. Um, had a different drop-off for athletes for drop-off and pickup. They came in the back way where the fans came into the front just to try to eliminate um, a mass exit after the after the tournament and, and then uh, um, from parents and wrestlers just mingling right here in the lobby. So we want to kind of separate that. Uh, um, we, held, we had a, a separate holding area for wrestlers in our cafeteria. That's where they put their food and everything to um, – to kind of lounge and, and relax. We had monitors on every mat and live streamed everything. So we had four monitors in the cafeteria. So wrestlers could keep up with, with what's happening with their team. Um, one of, one of the biggest probably downfalls is because we had a two gyms and had to separate, um, you know, one, one gym obviously have all the athletes. The other gym was a little smaller, so we couldn't house a lot of athletes in there. So it really took away from, from teams cheering on their teams yeah. in, in the yeah, other gym I, I just because that. of, of yeah. space. Yep, I can see that. I can see that. Makes sense. Um, Nika, you mentioned masking. Are they having to mask while they wrestle? Are the wrestlers masked up at the t- when that, while they're on the mat? They are not. Okay. Um, they are masked um, leading up to the point that they get on the mat. Gotcha. Um, and then obviously when they come off, they have to mask up. Um, and we're, we are not using ankle bands this year, obviously, because – Every wrestler touches that um, match after match. Um, another thing that we took to c- consideration um, was cleaning our mats often throughout the tournament. Gotcha. So we uh, we either cleaned after a round or every ninety minutes, whichever occurred first. Um, and, and so we, we would stop the matches and get out there and, and clean our mats. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's you know just part of the protocol that you have to do. But the thing is, and, and Nika, what we've talked about is, we're going to do whatever you have to do so the kids can can have their season. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I told our kids, you know, from the from the get go, wrestle like you're not going to get to wrestle again this this year because we never know when <laughs> we may not. Absolutely. Exactly. Nick, I don't know if you saw today's Democrat Gazette or not, but we had a story on our front page about two women's college basketball teams, Creighton, and I can't remember what the other team was, that are playing their games with all the players wearing masks during during the game. Oh, that'd be wow! Good. Yeah, Creighton was one of them. Hey, well, Nick, Nick. Well, and I know, I know. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I know Michigan. Michigan. Um, their basketball, ice hockey, cheer, and wrestling, I believe, have to wear masks while they practice and compete. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, Nika, uh, this is Rick Fire. Uh, Paul and I, we all have been up here, and when uh, wrestling became a sanctioned sanction sport up there at Bentonville, you know, Mr. Hatcher behind that. Now, years later, who do yes. you think we are with wrestling here in Arkansas? I, I, I know probably, you know, I lived in Michigan with big time and, and in Oklahoma and Iowa and some of them places. How uh, confident are you satisfied in the progression of high school wrestling? What else needs to be done? Uh, I, I think high school wrestling is pro- progression pretty nice. I, obviously, I think um, there, there, are, there are some things that could help us get better. But, uh, you like know, what? across the board, we're getting, we're getting, um, we're, we're getting well, for one, I, I'd really like to see us get a, a qualifier in Arkansas. Okay. Um, so, so that makes the state tournament yes. mean mean a little something rather than everybody goes. Yeah, I, I got. Um, it. I, let let me jump in just one. Then, with with COVID and with trying to limit exposure with big crowds and that sort of thing, wouldn't this year be the the uh, a good year to maybe try to float that and try to you know maybe test it as far as getting a qualifier. Uh, Personally, I, I would say yes. I, I think this would be the perfect time to uh, to put that in play and and do, do a trial run with it, per se. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. I just, uh, you know, Rick asked about you know the progression. Well, obviously we we've got the the girls the the, the girls wrestling now, mm-hmm. and and obviously that part of the sport is 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 growing pretty well, right? No, it. it, it Girl, girls wrestling is booming. Um, you know, my, my daughter who has 
who has been has nothing to do with wrestling. My, my middle one now uh, came to me about two weeks ago and asked me, "Say, Daddy, can can you take me to wrestling practice? She wants to get on the mat. She yeah. wants to yes. kind of see. See, she, yes. she's starting to see all these girls starting to wrestle now. Yes. Oh, I got to be. Yes. That, Dad's heart just got got a little bigger, didn't it? Uh, I, I got. Oh be. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't I haven't had the chance to take her yet because, uh, and uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but I know you guys know that uh, my wife and I just had her third child uh, this past sunday so been a little busy with that and yeah. and tournaments and stuff and things yeah yeah between work and home uh, you've been a little busy for <laughs> sure uh well so so nika uh moving forward then with wrestling um and in covid 19 times how has it affected the scheduling um this year are you able to have as many meets are you not going to have as many meets how, how how has covid um you know impacted that we are allowed to have the same number of events that we've had in the past, which is 18. Good. Um, okay. The, the biggest difference is finding tournaments outside of the state that meets our parameters. Gotcha. Um, our guidelines that, have, that, that our state's been get, given to us. Um, one of the biggest things are, are tournaments. We're only allowed eight teams at, at a tournament, including us. And within that eight teams, no more than 114 participants. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, okay. And so Neosho, we're going we're going Neosho Saturday, and they've been they've worked well with with us us and Western going there, and there's no more than eight teams that are going to be there. Okay. Um, now you take my dual tournament that we have in December. I'm I'm still I've still got 16 teams coming. However, we've broken it up because it's always been a two day tournament. We've broken it up. Eight eight teams will come on day one, wrestle five duels, they're done. Okay. Day two, the second eight teams will gotcha. come, okay. wrestle five duels, and then they're done. Um, but there's a catch with, with a duel tournament. We're only allowed 114 participants. Total for both teams. days, or is that for each day? No, no, that's for each day. Each day, okay. However, that means... Teams are not allowed to bring any extra wrestlers, Extras. only one per weight class. Okay. Because 14 times 8 is 112 participants. Okay. So if you have an injury, that then that weight class is, is done. You, you're, you're, you're not going to have somebody in no that points. weight class. Yeah, no points. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're not going to have an extra. We're just going to have to forfeit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that could affect the, the only way a team for sure. The only way a team will be able, be able to bring an extra if they have – um, a forfeit at 106. Well, they might they might have two studs at 132. They could add. Gotcha. One. They could add okay. one. Okay. But they, okay. And then they can add that way. Okay. But only two of those. Right. Yes. Yeah. Only two of those. No. 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 Each team's only allowed to bring no more than 14. Okay. Four, okay. So it's got a total 14. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You get more yeah. than 14. You no is a no go. It's no go. You can't. Okay. Yes. So, somebody stand at home. Gotcha. See, that's one of the great yep. things about real wrestling like th this right here is that uh, that's why you want kids out to even say, man, just feel this 112 right here. We need you in there to compete. You don't want to forfeit that. Even if you got a kid who's you know, like 3 and 13 or something, you want well, that kid out there yeah. competing in that weight class. It's, you don't want to forfeit. It's kind of like track and field. You know, if you got a kid who can run two miles, which, good God, I hate, hate to even think about that, but, but if you do, yeah. who, could get, who could get you a point – Yes. You know, that point could loom large. You know, and wrestling's yep. the same way. You uh, want to pick up, you know, as many points as you can. And, you know, and, and another thing um, that we've been stressing with with our wrestlers is whether you're the second, third, or fourth guy in the lineup, you you got to make, make sure you're making the weight at that weight class because right. we may get a call at 12 o'clock saying, Coach, I'm quarantined. I'm quarantined, and, yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. we're going yeah. to fall to the next Talk to the next guy. Exactly. exactly. Um, matter of fact, that happened to us last night. Um, we wrestled Jay. We lost uh, to Jay 37-32. It was a tight, uh, close battle good. all the way to the end. Um, but my 170-pounder said, you know, he, he started coming down with some symptoms. I, I told him to stay home, take, yeah. take, care, take care of him until we find something out because, you know, the least we bring in here and expose people, the, the, the better. You don't want to infect your whole team. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. Exactly, and so I brought my 182 pounder down to 170, and then I brought in a JV kid, put him at 180, 182, which he was giving up some poundage getting up there, and and so 
but he didn't know he was wrestling until two thirty yesterday. <laughs> always be ready, and, man. And Wayne's right five. That's always in that right. Coach? That's like the Denver Broncos. They didn't have you know they didn't have a quarterback this week, and they tabbed their they, the yep. uh, was a receiver, receiver. a, a practice. Oh, Rick, a yep. practice squad receiver, yeah. and said, "Oh, by the way, you're going to quarterback this week in an NFL game. Yeah. Come on in." <laughs> yeah. What's that? Madden, you know, John Madden always says, next guy up. Next guy Let's up. Let's go. Let's go. Be ready. Be ready. Well, Nika, thanks for being with us uh, today and in, in, in wrestling. And, you know, we're hopeful like we are everything and all the other sports. Um, you know, let's let's do whatever it takes, you know, to get to get this done and give these kids this opportunity. They don't they're not it's not like college where they're gonna get a do over. This this doesn't year doesn't count. In high school, yep. this is it. You know, this this is it. If they don't get to wrestle Saturday, they've lost it. It's not coming back. That's right. So mask up. That's right. So we're gonna circle. do everything we can to Yes, sir. Yes. We're, sir. we're gonna do everything we can to uh to help these kids finish out their season. Yes, yes. Mask up, keep your circle tight, keep your social uh social calendar down to a bare minimum and uh let's just let's just keep our head down, right? You know, coach a, a vaccine's coming. Hopefully things are going to be better and somewhere around, you know, you know February, March, April, but we're not there. So you have to do you – know, we're still going to have to do this the hard way, and that's with common sense. And, boy, that leaves me really in trouble when it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> but, fortunately, I have a wife who can keep me, you know, somewhat lined up. So uh, There you go. Yeah, she, Man, she, she's got a hard job. Yeah, she does. That's a full-time job in its own self. Coach, thank you so much for getting on, and congratulations to you and your wife. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. If, hey, Coach, oh, if, if, you, need you, a, if, if you need a bike riding partner, let me know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I can, I can go out there and do a hundred with you if you want me to. I'm not even joking about that. Okay, perfect. I, yeah. I thought you was gonna, I thought you was gonna push me on on Rick Fires to get out there. <laughs> Yeah, 100 yards. I can I do 100 saying, yards yeah. anytime. Coach, I know it's the Christmas season and miracles do sometimes happen, but that miracle has no shot of happening. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, that was Nika West, the wrestling coach at Springdale Harbor. Coach, thanks for being with us today, and uh, we'll be bringing you back again uh, probably back in January when, when we get into, uh, into the heat of the battle, so to speak. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Good deal. So that was Nika West, the wrestling coach over at Harbor. And so, um, you know, you look at football and, and, you know, football has been able to play. And, and uh, you know, I know there's obviously contact in football. Um, they, you know, there's a little bit more equipment in football that the players can wear. Yep. But it's still face-to-face and body-to-body and wrap-to-wrap and down-to-the-ground all that. So why couldn't you wrestle? I mean, I, I don't see why you couldn't. That's, you know, the, the, the biggest deal that the, the people I've been talking to is the big crowds, you know, tournaments. Yeah. That's the thing. The duels, when you have 14 and 14, team versus team, they can keep those distanced and do a pretty good job. But that's why they limited the number of tournam- uh, teams and tournaments to only eight. Well, that's highly unusual. And that what, what Coach Wes was saying it's really hard for them to find ten, uh, tournaments with only eight because usually they have like twelve to sixteen teams, yeah. and which means they can't compete. Well, they're doing that in wrestling. That's the same thing they kind of did in cross country, where they split the cross country meet Correct. over a couple of days to keep the crowds down. Um, you know, so that so they're you know, props to the AAA. They're, the AAA is doing everything that they possibly yeah. can with guidance from the uh, you know Arkansas, Arkansas Department of Health, Health. Yes. and you know the government and you know and everything else. They're doing everything that they can to try to think of every possible, you know, scenario and, and trying to be proactive uh, because in COVID-19, it's far better to be proactive than it is to be reactive. Reactive is quarantine and 14 bad. days. And, it's bad news. Yeah, it's bad news. Yeah. So, uh, you know, props to them. Um, Ricky, you mentioned something about basketball. We know that there's going to be situations in basketball. Last, yeah. si- last night, Northside boys were supposed to have hosted Little Rock Mills in what would have been a great non-conference Absolutely. game. Mills had a COVID outbreak. They weren't able to play, so that's a game that's lost. It probably won't get remade. Uh, we know that Arkansas has they, – they, they wiped tournaments completely out. Yes. You know, no tournaments at all You know, this year. They, they increased the number of games you could play to compensate for that, but no tournaments. And you know tournament time, Paul, you've been around basketball a lot. I have, Rick, you have. Tournament times are a time to bond. They're a time that, you know, for, for, to get away from, from home for a while where it can just be the players. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, helps to, it helps to build team chemistry and that kind of thing. So these schools have lost that this year. Yes. But it still comes down to let's just play a game. We don't care where it is and how it is. We just want to play. Hey, uh, it- 
from talking to uh, to Mike Neighbors just a few a couple of days ago about this very thing about let's don't waste time. Right. Time is so so precious yes. because we're probably not going to get more time going forward. We're probably going to get less. Yeah. So yeah. that means always pay attention to that. And he, and he even said he's like I've been I've been guilty of it a little bit lately. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be better. Yeah. Uh, just cherish every moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nika said, because you don't know when it's, it could be taken away right. from you. They could, you know, they could, looking at the numbers, you know, every day here in the last week, it seems like there's been 15, 1,800, 2,000 new COVID cases reported in the state every day. Um, you know, we've already seen West Virginia completely shut down their high school football right. championships. Um, we've seen other states that have shut down all of sports. Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. It was one of them. And so, you know, we, we don't want to see that happen. But ultimately – it comes down to each individual, and what are you know what what are you doing to prevent the spread your personal self? Because ultimately, it is on you. Absolutely, and we don't want to see a situation like a de- basketball state tournaments last year. Exactly, you work all the months. You go through preseason, you get the state championship game, and then it has to be called off. Take we don't away. want to see that. Yep, and uh, and and high school baseball, high school softball, high school soccer, yep. high school track all got completely taken away from those kids. The kids who graduated in 2020 will never get that back. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, you, you might be a kid who maybe you're going to play at the college level, and if you did, if you did, that's great for you. But if you're the nine hole hitter at Huntsville. You're probably not going to play college baseball, and you're never going to get that year your back chance, again. Your, your opportunity is gone. Exactly. You've totally lost. It's gone. And uh, and that's what we don't want to have happen. Um, so, you know, do whatever it takes and keep your circle tight and, uh, you know, just, just use common sense. I know, you know, th- this is me, me speaking, and I can't speak for common sense hardly at all, but um, if I don't impart any words of wisdom on you, at least maybe I can, I can – like my mama used to tell me, do as I say, boy, don't do as I do. <laughs> well, like your hashtag, you always say, do it for them. Do it for them. Yep. Do it for them. So, listen, thanks for joining us uh, for another edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you being here. And we will be back next week where we will recap the 7A and 6A state football championships. And we will take a look ahead to the next round, hopefully, of state championship games the following weekend. And then the weekend after that, we have two more, and then we're going to have high school football completed. Didn't know if we would have this in July, but it's here, and we've made the most of it. And uh, let's finish this out. Finish we're we're finishing. We're going to yes, finish sir. it. So I'm Chip Souza. I want to uh, speak in for Rick Fires and Paul Boyd. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 